0: Hey guys, before we dive into this episode, please keep in mind that this was intended to be a one-and-done episode, but we've decided to split it into two parts. The first part is my self-care journey, and the second will be Max's self-care journey. I'm Sarah. And I'm Max. And this is the Self-Care Lifestyle Podcast. We strive to help you, the everyday person, to stop living on autopilot, overwhelmed and frustrated with the way things are. You deserve to do away with that frustration, achieve more balance in your life, and find fulfillment in your everyday.
1: We're here to help you stop going through the motions and start being the happiest and healthiest version of you, all by caring for yourself like someone worth caring for. Join us for conversations about self-care, wellness, mindfulness and so much more that will help you find your own self care lifestyle.
0: Do you have thoughts on me, Mine? Are you ready to dive into yours? <laughs> Since I've been talking for a long time. Um
1: I mean I think that one of the things that I've admired about your self care through the years is that you are pretty good at checking in with yourself on a daily or weekly or monthly or season of life basis. Um, and just being able to take that kind of a personal inventory and not necessarily getting caught up in the all the hullabaloo, even with school and wedding and things like that, taking time out to take a social media break for three days and paint a big, nice art piece on a canvas that is still hanging in our living room. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing things like that to continue to try and integrate and adapt your self-care to where we are and what we're doing and what we have the ability to do or the finances to do at that stage in our life. Um, and that's something that I... would have definitely learned from you as we've gone on and as you'll hear in my journey here in just a minute. Um, I'm not always the best at checking in with myself, even though I know I probably should. Um, And I think part of that stems from my not necessarily seeing self-care as self-care for most of what is going to be called my self-care journey. Um, it's just not the way that I looked at it. Um, yeah. So that's my thoughts on <laughs> on you. I mean, I have lots of thoughts on you specifically, but about what you said in the last um, however many minutes. That's Those are some of my thoughts. Um, so I guess I'll go ahead and dive in. Um, I am not going to be as detailed or thorough as Sarah partially because, like I said um sorry because like I said at the very beginning I did not outline my journey and I know in a previous episode I've said I'm going to try and not say that I have a bad memory as much, but I am not remembering things that happened specifically is not very easy for me unless it's coming up or is relevant to what I'm doing now. So, like, if you gave me a multiple-choice question quiz about my life, I would make a 100, but if that test were a short answer, I would spectacularly fail because I, I, I would not remember. So... We'll start from probably about the same time Yeah, in college. Um, Once you really get some full autonomy, it's a little easier to try and manage your self-care. So I think one of the things that I tried to do, whether I... A lot of the things that I tried to do early, I was not really thinking of as self-care. I was just trying to establish a schedule for myself. Um, So part of it was taking time out in between classes to not be doing school, um, whether that was hanging out with my roommate um, and best friend, or whether that was playing some pool by myself or with somebody else who wanted to play. Or getting a snack and just taking a minute to, like, sit and be by myself. Um, probably should have taken some of that time to study a little bit more, but <laughs> I guess we'll never know. It's not like we can go back and redo it. Um, but I think that looking back, that's a part of my current self-care routine that was definitely starting to poke through very early on, setting up a good schedule and a good routine and trying to not stay up too late every night and trying to get in bed. Um, I had many conversations with my roommate about like, Hey, I'm going to bed. Oh, why are you going to bed? It's only like 10 o'clock. Well, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. Well, you know, I'll, I'll try not to wake you. And I would always say, well, it doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to wake me up. Um, which was true. <laughs> um, he would very quickly learn that as long as the lights were kind of off on my side of the bed or it was a little dark, I was not up and he could do whatever. He would stay up and play video games or watch TV or um, other people would come into the room sometimes and hang out. And I am not privy to any of it because I'm asleep,
0: <laughs> Um,
1: which is a, a, a blessing and a curse. Um,
0: Yeah, I think one of the f- first weeks of school, I came and knocked on your door because we were late for class because you were asleep. Yes. I woke him up before I woke you up.
1: Well, yeah, but that's that might say more about him than this is about me. But <laughs> anyways, um, so also in college at some point, um, I started going to the gym a little bit with my roommate um, and starting to get more into personal fitness. We had been doing stuff in high school some,
0: yep. um. Senior year, I think.
1: Yeah, and over the summer before college. But it started taking a bigger role in my life. I started getting into rock climbing as a means to have some uh, interpersonal connection with my roommate. Um, and just getting that one-on-one time with another guy. As much as I love hanging out with Sarah, it's just different um, to hang out with a, a guy friend. Um and that, you know, probably can be viewed as, as part of my self-care routine early on through sophomore year. And then um, we got married and moved into the apartment. Um, then Sarah brought up my sleep stuff, so I'll briefly touch on. Um, I think that was closer to senior year. That wasn't in the
0: first apartment. It was. Uh, it was in the first apartment. It was primarily in the spring. Um because, if you'll remember, they messed up our um, financial aid paperwork and ended up having to refund us more money. And we used that for testing um, that you needed to figure out sleep stuff. Um,
1: we did? Mm-hmm. We paid for the sleep study test with the refund for the from the school? I mean... I- I, I, I'm I'm gonna trust you on this because I like is I said against the rules. My my detail. I mean,
0: it's a living expense.
1: <laughs> I mean, look if they listen to this podcast and they want their money back, we'll give the money back. We have the money to give back now, um, and it'd be cool that
0: they were listening. the university
1: is listening to our podcast. The university as an entity, not the people who work there, but like the. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, yeah. Um. So yeah, there was some. Some figuring out some sleep things on my end and for us as a whole um, that was a little taxing and a little stressful, but ultimately um, a bit of a relief to have some kind of an answer um, and at least a definitive, like, it's not these things. Um,
0: You know what? You're right. It was right before we moved. So you did we lived in the old one when you were getting the tests done but by the time you got medication we were living in the new par- a new apartment I think
1: Yeah I know that we did cuz I remember the take home sleep study that I did that was utter joke. utter buffoonery um was mm-hmm. in was in the the first apartment Yep yeah. and then I know in the second apartment, because I remember my drive to get to the doctor's office, we were on, on that side of town. It was, like, not even five minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. I didn't even go through a stoplight to get there. It was, uh, no, one stoplight to get there. Two. Two stoplights to get there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're going uh, from two to one. Okay. It was zero to two, I'm sorry.
1: It was not even five minutes from our apartment then to the doctor's office, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is really nice. They're, like, really close. Um. So, yeah, we... would We're figuring some of that stuff out closer towards the end of college. Um, We could argue for a little while on whether or not um, my sleep stuff and diagnosis led to the changing of my major, um, switching out of accounting to whatever would let me graduate on time. Um, Definitely took a big hit on. Uh, I would say my, not self-care in general, but just how I felt about myself, which influences my my self-care, um, which is something I, I don't think we've touched on, having negative things negatively affect your self-care, but maybe we can do an episode on that at some point down the line. Um, so we'll move out of college, because for me, it didn't really start until after college, Um, Thinking about self-care as self-care and doing things like trying to get a consistent schedule, um, eating a little better, moving more, um, and then also having the awareness to try and help enable you and your Mm self-care after college um, was a big thing for me because I I'd I'm not always the most attentive I can get. I'm very easily distracted um, and sidetracked. And I very often lose track of time. So taking the time and energy to be more aware and be more present in our relationship, I think. I didn't know it at the time, but especially set us up in a good place for when you got pregnant and when you started working out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um and just having the time to, and the awareness to practice self-care as a, as kind of a family unit, um, instead of just self-care being something that Sarah did, self-care is something that I do now as well, um, and that we do as a, as a cup one as a family unit, um, so... To bring it to present day, Um, I don't know if I really hit on self-care along my journey, but just kind of gave a little bit about me. Um, Present day, my self-care is definitely through moving my body. Um, Working out is what I would call self-care. So when we were starting this podcast, a lot of our... um, disagreements on where the podcast should be going is um not being able to speak or see eye to eye on what self-care really is which is why we started with that um (laughs) because that was the biggest rock to get out of the way for us um but for me health and fitness and anything health and fitness related is self-care um So if you ever have any questions about anything health and fitness related, I might not know, but I can promise you that I will have the best time trying to help you figure it out.
0: And I I have to agree that fitness is a big piece for you because I know when you have missed a few days of workouts and you are very, very cranky, just like you would know when I miss days with Alone time and like downtime. Yes. And um, I appreciate
1: you putting it so nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you can't, because this is a podcast and you can't see, Sarah made uh, a face at that comment <laughs> that said, yes, we could have used more colorful language, but we'll try and keep it PG 13.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, and um, so I think from what you're saying, it Sounds like your self care journey. I'm sorry, I'm really not trying to make this chair squeak. Um,
1: it's definitely the chair squeaking,
0: it is definitely the chair squeaking. Um,
1: I mean, they can't see the chairs, so uh, anyway, oh my god, <sighs> jokes.
0: Mm-hmm. It sounds like for you, the self care journey was a lot about understanding what self care is for you and that like what you're doing is a form of self care. Um, more so than learning to practice it. But I, I mean, I guess that was a piece too because you weren't necessarily super into the working out, but you did realize that when you worked out, you felt good, and that was a part of your self-care journey. Yeah. Is that correct? I don't want to put words I mean, in your mouth. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily correct or not. I don't know if there's a necessarily correct answer. But I do think that that was a big part of it. I think a big part of it was building my self-awareness so that I could fill my cup up to be able to enable you and people around me to fill their cup up. Um, And I think that definitely even took on an, an even bigger sense, I guess, when I started as a personal trainer out of college Um, instead of getting an accounting job, um, where being a personal trainer is all about helping and enabling your clients and other trainers or whoever you come into contact with be better people physically or, I mean, not necessarily mentally, it's mostly physically. Um, than they were before, either before they started working with you or before just that day or before that week or before that month. Um, And I think that that has definitely shaped a lot of my mindset around how I see self-care for me um, and positioning my self-care as some, as things that I do to help me be able to help other people and, and positioning my self-care as a way to you know, show that I am dedicated to my family and my friends um, and then trying to also help them integrate parts of my self-care of motion and fitness into their life um, because feeling better has been or was such a, a large part of my journey as an individual, not necessarily as a, a self-care journey. Um, so I'm definitely a very big proponent of being more healthy and being more fit as a, a general self-care strategy. Um, but again, that's a soapbox we'll probably have to pull out when we eventually run out of ideas to talk about about self-care.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, um, th- if you're still here, thanks for listening to this very rambly episode. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yep. hopefully this kind of gives you a little more background on just like how we got here, what our experiences, um, and how we can help you. Um, I think that our self-care journeys have varied enough that we have very different experiences to share about and to help you guys through your own self-care journeys. So.
1: Yep. So we definitely want to hear from you. Assuming you've made it this far <laughs> in the episode, um, we would like to indoctrinate you into a very special, very secret club that only people who got this far in the episode made it through. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have a name yet. But we'll let you know the next time we do over a long episode. Um,
0: How about you text us? Text us and say, "I uh, made
1: it." I made I survived.
0: it. Yeah. Say, "I made it." Um, so that we know you're in our super secret special club that anybody on the internet can join if they listen to the episode.
1: <laughs> yes, but well, obviously if you're, um, if you're listening to this, we want to hear from you. We want to hear about your self care journey. Even yeah. if you don't have any questions, we just genuinely enjoy connecting with people on this. So whether you're at the beginning or in the middle or the end, or haven't started a self care journey, we want to hear from you. Find us on any of the social media platforms you can find us on, text us.
0: You'll get all the details in just a second.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode. Before you go, be sure to grab our free Own Your Self Care Starter Kit by visiting theselfcare.life forward slash ownyourselfcare. This kit is specially designed to help you identify what kind of self care will work best for you. That way you can start developing your own self-care lifestyle. You can find the link in our show notes as well.
0: If you'd like to stay connected, find us on TikTok at The Self-Care Lifestyle and on Instagram at Sarah Strives. Have a question, feedback, or an episode request, text us at 512-998-1194. Chances are we might even respond. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. and We will talk at you again soon.